Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest doing a, a Facebook audio. Our guest is a certified massage therapist from sunny Cal. I feel like, I've, I've, again, I feel like a wrestling announcer. Coming down the <laughs> aisle, weighing 305 pounds, hailing from Venice Beach, California. Except that oh, we are talking oh, to good. a 25-year-old old Asian American in California. I doubt she's 305 pounds. Maybe I'm way off, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that she's just probably not. I'm pretty sure Hogan in his heyday, they announced him as weighing either 305 or 302 or something like that. Oh my goodness. Remember, again, our guest is 25. She probably has no she's idea like, who Hulk Hogan, Hogan is. Hulk Hogan is. <laughs> fuck is that <laughs> oh this is so funny well hey everyone sad, it's, it's amanda and uh, whole, i whole, do know who hulk hogan is <laughs> there's a whole like generation of people that have no idea who mr t is i'll say mr t and they're like what the fuck are you talking about old man it's true unbelievable it's true old man uh we are talking to christina this evening uh as mark said who is in sunny california and we're talking to her because Christina has a very interesting story. She is a certified massage therapist, um, recent certified massage therapist. She started practicing and I think she said 2018, but I'll let her get into the details of that and took a break since COVID. So currently is not practicing, but, um, yeah, Mark ended up finding out through Facebook land that she's got an interesting story. Yeah, I, you know what? I really don't remember how I, we've even come to connect on Facebook. I guess it's because I just connect with a lot of massage therapists, period, yeah. across the board. And I'm really interested to see what people post and what they talk about and blah, 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 blah. And then I I don't know how I ended up on your YouTube channel because she's got a YouTube channel too. Uh. Yeah, and anyway, and then I was like, you're kind of interesting. We should talk to you. Yeah. That's, that's how that went. So anyway, thanks for agreeing to talk to us tonight, Christina. Um, before we start, why don't you give a better introduction? You know, let everybody know who you are and um, yeah, a little bit about how you got into massage and where you're at right now. And then we'll just jump into learning more about you. Thank you guys for having me. I've been anticipating this since Mark mentioned it and I'm so excited. Wait, Amanda, are you from Canada too? Yeah, Mark and I are actually husband and wife. We're sitting in the same room right now. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you were his wife. That's Oh, me. that's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. All right. Well, Thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, so I've been born and raised here in California. I actually want to go to Canada someday. I've never been out of the country. But what brought me to massage therapy was I randomly saw this Facebook ad for the campus. And I was down the street from my dad's house. And they had um, free, I guess, like come and see the classroom to see if you like it. So I went twice and I really liked it. And eventually the opportunity presented itself for me to go back to school and I chose massage therapy. I ended up falling in love, learning like anatomy, but the therapeutic benefits of massage therapy, something I was like never aware of before. Because there's so much stigma behind it here. Because here in California, there are actually like plenty of inappropriate massage parlors. So that's why it's a little bit conflicting. A lot of people are still trying to advocate the therapeutic like actual like health beneficial part of massage therapy but you know there's there's so many there's a variety of massage therapy or just massage out there but me personally um i guess i had a lot of um like mental health 
I guess, issues growing up. I was always looking for answers, how to heal myself or just surround myself with like, like-minded people, at least to help me feel better or at least, you know, find, find purpose in life. So I never, I never thought that it would become like a good little side gig and I loved it. But once I started going towards the certificate and trying out my own private practice, the business for me personally was kind of slow. Um, there's good and bad. There was the good is that I met some couples. I did prenatal massages, you know, and it's like I actually got to experience massage therapy in a like a health approach. And then there was the bad where I kind of attracted like inappropriate or, you know, unwanted kind of attention. Like males for example some of the males i know were married and they had tried to schedule to see me like before work and i know like it's massage therapy i i tried to do it as professional as possible but i'm not gonna lie there was a part of me that did feel disturbed that because i am an asian female like i never know what people are thinking in their imagination and there were times where i was in the middle of a session and i saw someone like staring at my you know, my lady parts. And I never, I never want to sexualize massage therapy ever, ever. Like, I want people to understand this is professional. And I mean, like serious work, like therapeutic work. But of course, people, everyone's in their own imagination in a way. And I don't know, like, you know, so I wait, I want to I want to pause you here. I'm going to let Mark go first, because he has a problem remembering things. But I'll hold on to this question. This question is a general question, but on the topic, and it's for both of you guys. Because I'm a guy I don't I don't understand and I'm not tuned into this stuff. And this stuff just doesn't happen to me. Cool. When 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 someone's in that zone and they're on the table and they're not necessarily coming on strong, do you know what I mean? They're not making it known. They're not being like overtly sexual. Yes, yes, yes. Do you know like this guy's a fucking creeper? Like, do you get a gut feeling like this guy's a fucking creeper? There's definitely a gut feeling. Um, well, even the, is your gut feeling right most of the time? Yes. Well, even the other night, remember as I uh, I was sitting on the couch and it was probably about eight thirty p.m. Christina and my my phone dinged like a text message, and I pick it up and it's a phone number, not a name, so it's not a contact in my phone, right? And I'm thinking, okay, a random number texting me at eight thirty p.m. So I open it up and it was. Um, I can't remember the wording, but it was something like, hey, can I come right now to get a massage? And I said to Mark, 100%, this is not a person looking for an RMT. You don't ever decide to schedule an appointment with a brand new therapist <laughs> via text. You don't identify a, a yourself right at 8.30 p.m. You know what I can mean? I, I was down? like, this yeah. is not a person who's yeah, yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for an RMT. This is a person who's looking for a rub and tug. And so... I just wrote back, Probably more who is this? Tugged and rubbed. And then I got uh, two like heart face emojis um, looking for a good massage. And I was like, yeah, okay. So yeah, okay. That was a little bit different. But even right from before the heart face emojis, before anything, I said to Mark, 100%, this is a guy looking to get jerked off. There's not a guy looking for a massage. Right, and right, right, right. I was absolutely right. And it's the same thing when they're in front of you. Like, you know, when somebody- so you know. You know, when they're fishing to see like, 
it will she do something like this? Is this going to, I mean, it doesn't happen to be a lot. Has but... there ever been a moment where it's not like they said anything? They weren't doing anything. You just look at them and you're, I know it sounds horrible what I'm asking. I'm asking you, do you ever just get that gut feeling just judging by their looks when they come in and their overall mannerisms? You're like fucking creeper. Hasn't yeah. happened to me, but obviously it has for Christina. So tell us about it. Okay. So there was one occasion and I wish I had known this sooner, but at the time I was just a student who needed to make like, you know, money. So there was a time when I did massage this, he was a nurse in a hotel room. And there was nothing like that. I, I tried to dress as professional as possible. But of course, that setting was not ideal. But he did ask me like, if I could, you know, do more. But I said no. So, you know, but I didn't really detect any like creepiness prior to that, like in the conversation. See, that's been a struggle for me is having to like detect creepiness and I don't know. I guess that's been a like a reoccurring theme in my life is having to like not let people take advantage of me. Well, I don't know you. And as you know, I'm not even I, I don't I'm not on Facebook, really. Like I have a very personal account that I only add like literally my family and close friends to. So I don't even know what Christina looks like. I'm just saying like we don't know each other at all. But even the sound of your voice, you you know, you're you're young. You sound very sweet and innocent. And I can I can see people this is what creepy people prey on, right? Mm. She's yes, young yeah. and You're she's so a right. new therapist, right? So it's yeah. it does Okay, I, I want to ask you a question, but before before I ask the question, though, I just feel like this is a good time to say, like, I know you're brand new at this. You know, you only did it for mm -hmm. what a year or so, and then COVID, and you haven't yeah. been doing it. And I think this happens to a lot of people in the beginning, where they can get mm -hmm. turned off by some of this shit. But the longer that you are in the profession, you do start to like get your guard up and like be able to detect these things before they become an issue. You do get more confident in telling people this is what I do. You know, it sh it shouldn't matter what you're wearing. Your boundaries. Even, yeah. Your boundaries very clear. become very clear. And yeah. it shouldn't matter. Like even if you showed up to do a massage in short shorts and a low cut tank top, I mean, I wouldn't suggest it, but even if you did, that's not an invitation, right? So yeah. it becomes a point, you know, when you've got the confidence that people know this is what I'm doing. This is for therapeutic purposes. And, you know, once you start going through like a health history and assessment, you're pretty much telling someone like, no, I'm not just here to, you know, rub rub parts of your body that nobody else wants to. No, absolutely not. Um, my question was, you mentioned when you were saying, you know, how you've had some creepy requests and some, you know, unfavorable things happen. You mentioned that um, being an Asian American, being a young girl, Asian girl in the States has been a problem for you. Is there this huge stigma where you are, where like, you know, a lot of these uh, massage places that you were talking about, does it, is it a lot of like Asian attendance? Is that why you feel that way? You feel like it's a, like a racial stereotype too? I think so. Yes. Cause there, if you walk into the inappropriate massage parlors, it's most, it's pretty much just Asian women with like the occasional Hispanic. That's what I hear. So I guess when people go to those and then they try to see what else is out there, you know, they have their ideas in their mind. So that would be something that, you know, for our Asian American, like certified massage therapists, licensed massage therapists in different parts of the States, I kind of want to hear from them. Like, do you have this problem and how do you deal with it? Like if it's also 
a racial stereotype. I think that exists a little bit here, but maybe to a lesser degree because massage therapy, I think, is a little bit more um, well known as being on, you know, in the health and wellness you know, though, field here. But, but when it comes to like erotic massage in holistic centers in the greater, it is, it is in a the lot greater of, Toronto it is area, a lot of Asian, it's you're, you're talking yeah. mostly Asian run establishments. Yeah. Right. Mostly. So that's got to be really difficult for all of our like Asian therapists because especially the female Like ones, even right? when even when we did that podcast where I went into a bunch to see how many places would give me RMT receipts. Of the 15 places I went to, I th- I'm pretty sure all of them were, were, were Asian owned. And it's not like I was all in one neighborhood. I was right. in this neighborhood. Then I was up in Richmond Hill. Then I was in Markham. Those generally are very multicultural neighborhoods. And therefore you have a lot of Asians in these neighborhoods, but it's, it's really a lot, a lot, a lot of rub and tugs are Asian places. All right, Christina. Sorry. We, we kind of like stopped you in your tracks and your story. But so when you went Went out to practice. This was sort of what you were seeing: is that either that business was slow, or you were like getting these creepy requests that you either like didn't know how to deal with, or you're just tired of dealing with, right? Yeah, but it was it was some it was like some good people too. So I don't want to make it seem like it was an entirely bad. I'm just still like figuring it out. Pretty much, you know, my practice, like you said, just you know, in the very beginning, you're still having to like hold, learn how to appropriately keep boundaries and just filter out the creeps from the get-go. This was this was right before COVID, I'm assuming. You just started your practice yes. and stuff. Yeah. So are you are you this is gonna sound so weird, but are you kind of thankful for COVID or are you like fuck COVID? Thankful meaning it gave me time. It gave me time to stop, to take a step back, to kind of reflect. Is this something I want? Is this something I don't want? How am I gonna get what I want? Blah blah blah. Did it come like that for you? Or is it like just was it a disaster in that, you know, I just now started my practice. It's a little slow, it's a little rocky, got a lot of creep but I'm still, you know, I'm still in it trying to figure out what I need to do. And now this thing, like how did, how did COVID affect you on that? I am grateful. COVID was a blessing in this, not the virus itself, but the whole, you know, last year was a blessing in disguise. I think I needed time off to heal myself and my like sanity. And I happened to nurse, not, not me. I was happy. Uh, my kittens, they gave birth. So it kind of like, kind of gave me time to like, just focus on other things in my life. And I think it was a nice break because now I'm starting to think about going... Because I, I do miss like connecting with my regulars. And my regulars have reached out to me. And I haven't been able to find like like a substitute massage therapist for them. So they're like, just let us know when you get back. You know, So those are the people that keep me like... I love this, you know? Like, they're the reason why I love doing therapeutic massage... And that it's it's purposeful and it's it's healing. It facilitates healing. So what's happening right now? Like I assume since you said you haven't been able to find a substitute massage therapist, like massage therapists are working where you are right now, right? Mm-hmm. But you have chosen not to go back yet. So let us know where you're at right now. What have you been doing for the last year? Um, and have you made any decisions regarding the future? Are you thinking of going back even part-time or are you attempting to pursue something differently now? So over the last year, I've been grateful that, um, well, I've been getting unemployment money. So that's been getting me by. I've been honestly taking this time to focus on like what else I can do with my life, not just massage therapy, because previously it's just a side gig for me. It really is just a side gig. I don't see myself doing it full time as much as I enjoy it. I want to do more with my life with, um, for example, music or my YouTube. I feel like 
with, uh, I guess, the background that I came from, I never saw, like, my own potential or I never challenged myself. So that time window, I kind of used that to explore and experiment other things in my life. But right now, I'm wanting to add a variety of things just to see, you know, I I guess someone told me because previously... I asked my friend for some help and she said, don't put your eggs in one basket. And that's why I started to like see what else I can do. But um, I've been living in my, I've been living in my car. So that's why it's not really ideal for me to, it's just tough because I have my cats with me. So I don't want to keep them in the car. And, you know, I just feel like it, I'll get there. I just have to figure out a living situation first. And then I'll see what happens slowly, slowly, but surely. How long have you been living in your car for? Since March. March of this year, 2021. Yes. Okay. Are you comfortable talking about that? What brought that? I like. I guess I was under the impression, based on the beginning and your intro, where you said the massage uh, college was close to your dad's house. So I guess I just assumed, being so young, that you were living yeah. with one of one or both of your parents. But obviously, not the, that's not the case. How how did you end up living out of your car? So I grew up with him. I was going to school, but towards like twenty twenty when. When COVID hit, see, prior, I guess growing up there, I was already uncomfortable. And, you know, they tried their best to provide what they could, but I just felt uncomfortable growing up there, I guess, because they weren't my blood family. But I was also, I was always confused my whole life. So because my grandparents are there and I was already spending much of my time at my friend's place, he'd just pack up my stuff and leave, quote, until things get back to normal. So, I took my stuff. So that was 2020. I was gone for a while. But when my cats gave birth, that's when my mom came into my life. And my mom was never in my life. And this was like, I turned 24. So it took like two decades for my mom to finally like open up her home to me. I stayed there for a good 10 months. And she has housing. With California housing, you're not supposed to have guests over. So, yeah. You have a a complex history it seems Christina like I'm 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 hearing little pieces so you had a very atypical upbringing then you didn't have both of your parents in your life yeah and pretty much okay so you're have you been not to mention he's actually he's my stepfather too he's not my blood father that's actually my mom's ex so I feel like a lot of the feelings he projected a lot of his like unresolved feelings against my mom towards me so that's why I was already like ready to go right I was ready to go I was actually like comfortable in my car already prior to him like telling me to leave and then my mom I guess she kind of helped me just because my cats gave birth and we needed somewhere to be but then I adopted them out and then yeah I was um I'm kind of like I've always been independent minded so I figured you know what like it's time for me to figure things out on my own even if it means I'm gonna be in my car it's not gonna be forever but at least it'll get me and my mental health like somewhere then stuck because previously at my parents' house, I just felt stuck. Yeah. I guess it's better to be, you know, separate yourself from an environment where you're not comfortable. And, you know, obviously that wasn't doing good things for your mental health. If you're feeling like your stepfather holds resentment towards you because of his relationship with your mother, I guess that yeah. wouldn't be a healthy environment. But explain to me how living in your car works. 
I I've I've had I've had other conversations with people who have found themselves in a situation where they're living out of their car, but I don't think that anyone's ever explained to me how does this work. We we did have someone on who lives in his van, but that's yes, intentional. but that was that was an intentional, that's and it was really it was a big van. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you have a no no no? That, I'm just saying, like, the, yeah, we recognize that there is a difference between yeah. the two for sure. So explain to me how this works for you. So initially, I was using my unemployment for hotel rooms. But a hotel room would be eighty to a hundred dollars a day. That adds up. Yeah. I need to, you know, budget myself, so especially because I'm not alone. Like I have my cats, and my cats really help me stay sober. And like, yeah, they really help me stay sober, and they really help me like learn how to just keep myself together. Crazy enough, but uh, recently I found a homeless shelter, and there they have. Um, they give two meals a day. There's shower, laundry services. It's all free. So that's what I've been doing since I'm not renting rooms as often. That's pretty much where I've been going consistently just to get a shower in. Because I could shower at my mom's, but I could tell she kind of still tries to avoid be me by not having me over. So it's kind of tough. Like, I know it's making me more independent in the end. Because both of my parents were like drug addicts, I suppose. Uh, right. Okay. So I'm yeah. yeah I'm piecing things together now. So I mean like you've had a you've had a lot of obstacles to deal with, but you seem to be looking at this as like okay, well I just have to pull up my pants and figure this out. Um, where in this story do you see yourself going? Like I mean, as you said, you don't want to be sort of bouncing around and living in your car forever. I assume you know you want to sort of settle doing something. Do you have a career path in mind? Is massage therapy going to be what you do in the interim? Or are you still a little bit up in the air on this? I think I'm certain that massage therapy is just a side gig for me. But if I can be very honest, it might sound ridiculous, but I think YouTube and like working on music is something I really want to dedicate myself to. And it's I don't want to make it seem like I'm doing it for money because I guess growing up at my parents' house, they kind of controlled a lot of what I did and like how I thought. So for me to finally be on my own, that's why I really want to just get my mind clear and get focused on doing something in those fields to see if I can make any progress. Because before I was just like a pothead. I was just a pothead and I never challenged myself. So that's what I meant when I said I, I was stuck, you know? But now I, I can't afford to be stuck anymore. Like, with my situation, like, I have to keep moving. So that's what I want to do, just YouTube and music. What's what's your YouTube channel? What do you do? Like, I know Mark has seen it. I haven't. I have no idea what you do. Yeah, so I actually have three for different intentions. My most popular one is my spirituality one because I do tarot and card readings and that's where I really want to like have people open their mind, like in a way that they change their reality and their existence. Like I really want to make it a profound experience with that one. And then I have a main one, which is just like my personal stuff, like vlogs and like fashion hauls. And then the third one is my music channel. So yeah, I have three. I'm pretty uh, all over the place, but I'm trying to stay this, organized. By the way, Mark, 
Like this yeah. is what people in their twenties do. Like this sounds so wild to us because we're old people. So this doesn't sound wild to someone. That's no, in their someone 20s. in their twenties is like, yeah, girl, like go do your YouTube channel. People make so much fucking money. No, I understand that. Through like, well, I know you understand that, but in when I was twenty four. This would have never crossed my mind. It's not that YouTube didn't exist when I was 24, okay. but this would have never, ever crossed my mind. Like that wasn't a thing, you know? Like now this is a thing where people, young people like Christina can, you know, have a side gig like massage therapy so they can focus more on music and whatever. Like it's it's a totally different ball game getting sort of getting famous or getting your name out there than it ever was when when we were young. You know, like it's so, it's mind blowing to me. You have to start somewhere. And that's, you know, something yeah. that Mark and I are always pushing when we're teaching people to, you know, creating content for social media to promote their businesses. Like even if nobody's watching, keep doing it, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it helps you to get better. And then eventually people do start following, right? People do yeah. start watching. This is mind-blowing to me. Never in my life as a 25-year-old would I have been like, well, I'm just, just going to get a part-time job and like, you know, focus on my YouTube <laughs> channel. Like, that's wild to me. There's a girl on there. She posts more like um, personal videos, but she has, she said she has like a 40,000 monthly income. And see, I don't want to make it about money. Like, I don't want, like, I've been used to being broke, so I don't want my, like, But I imagine if to... you could be making 40,000 a month. Also, exactly. do not apologize, do not apologize for wanting to make money out of shit you're good at. Like, that's another yeah. thing, you know, like, yeah. if, if this is something that people want to see, and they're interested in you, and it makes you money, Fuck, good for you. I'm like the only person in the world that doesn't hate the Kardashians for being rich for nothing. <laughs> but I want to make it fun because video editing, video creation, that's always been a passion of mine. Like in high school, middle school, I would stay up like all nighters just on my laptop like a freaking mad scientist editing videos. Like, like I could do it for free. I just do it because it just makes me so fucking happy. And it's a drug to me. And so if I could just... I don't know, educate people, enlighten people, empower people, entertain people. Like, I want people to be a more happier version of themselves, you know? Because in society, I guess, like, bringing out the inner child. Like, if I could be my inner child comfortably, unapologetically, then hopefully if people, you know, fuck with me, then they'll just, it'll bleed onto them, you know? Because we're so closed in this society and, like, even as a human race, you know? So, so one of my, in the very beginning, one of my followers was from Canada, and it just made me realize like I'm reaching people in other countries. So just imagine like that's one person, and subscribers on YouTube are real people. That's not like bots. That's not like spam. Those are real people who click subscribe. So it's pretty impressive what people can do on there, just as long as you like believe in yourself and you never give up. So this is where you're going, Christina, yeah. the YouTube star. Talk to me about your music. What do you do? Are you are you a singer? Do you play music? Like I again, I don't I don't know anything about you. I can hear your cats in the background. I know they're real. <laughs> I I've always loved singing. I, you know what's funny? Like growing up as a child, I could remember the entire lyrics to an album. But for the life of me, I could not pass like a test. So just recently, you know, being out of my parents, because my parents, especially Asians, they're like, go to school, be a pharmacist or a doctor. But now I'm like, no, no, Christina, like reparent yourself. Like, don't keep those self-limiting beliefs. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Like, life isn't promised, you know? So um, I love singing. And I've 
I always love music. Like music's definitely healing. And I think it's oppressive that like, you can go to a big concert and it could heal masses of people. So I think that's like, I really want to become somewhat big or even small. Like it doesn't matter, but to have, uh, I don't know. Okay. So I sing and I'm trying to working, I'm trying to work on rap, although I, I'm not that great, but of course I have fun with it. And I've been making beats on my iPad, which I got from school. You do everything. Oh my God. This, by the way, keep myself busy. This is totally like not the conversation I thought we were going to have tonight. So you should see my face right now. Like, this is, this is to me sounds like I said, so it's interesting to me speaking to people either like, you know, a couple of decades older than me or a couple of decades younger than me. Like, it's interesting to me to see how different generations live. Like I said, I'm listening to you (laughs) and thinking other like 20 to 25 year olds would be like, yeah, this is cool. Me, you know, (laughs) pushing 40. I'm like, this sounds fucking insane. And And Mark's Mark's pushing 50. (laughs) So so Gen Xers are just like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Do whatever you want. I don't fucking care. We are like that about everything. You guys really are. You're so apathetic. It's actually annoying. I don't care. Whatever's going on with I don't care. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, you guys are like super annoying. You don't give a shit about anything. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. I don't care. I don't care. It's a latchkey kid. I don't care. We all need to learn something from each other. It's true. And like I said, this it was not the direction I thought we were going. Like all, as I said, Mark just sort of, I guess, stumbled across one of your YouTube channels and was like, oh, this is interesting. And so I did know that you were living in your car, but I thought, it, like I knew this from Mark, but I thought it was, um, you know, because COVID kind of took you out of work, but now hearing it was sort of the exact opposite like covid was this blessing to give you a chance to be like what do i want to do and where am i going (laughs) like you're somewhat living in your car almost by choice i mean not by choice but by choice right like it's yeah like i said totally not the direction i thought we were going to go tonight but um i want to know from you christina like you've kind of given us an idea of it but let's fast forward it's five years in the future where are you? What are you doing? I am financially independent from doing what I love, being actually like being advanced, pretty well known, and YouTube videos. People know that I do like tarot or readings and astrology readings. I have started my family and I've met the love of my life. And I can take care of my family. And I'm also on good terms with my family. There's no tension. And it's just love. Love. And even a home on the beach. That'd be nice. I'm so glad all of this is recorded, by the way, because... These are <laughs> these are goals, right? These are big goals. These are big things that you want to do in five years. So because this is recorded, and of course you get a copy of the recording once once we're done, you can always go back and listen to this. Like, right, that's what I have to do. Refocus, refocus. That's what I have to do. So this is recorded. We will be following up to find out where you are, what you're doing, what's going on with you. This is such an interesting fucking career. You guys have no idea. We talk to so many different people 
and we're all fucking massage therapists. Like this is the, it is the biggest bunch of people I've ever seen in my life. It's just crazy to me. Christina like last fits night, the mold of what we we always say though, creativity. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> look at the range. Last night we had someone on who's been a massage therapist for 34 years. 34 years, yeah. She's wow. an educator. She's an author. She's a speaker. Like she's she's high she's, up on the and totem she's also pole, way right? into this profession. Right? That's yeah. right. And then and then we have like this on the other extreme, brand new to the field, super young. Young, like, and you're all fucking therapists. It's the coolest thing to me. I don't know why I'm so amazed by that. Makes them stone. I'm it, no, I just realized I'm stone. It is pretty That's cool, why. though, to get to hear all of that for stories. nothing. No, just fucking <laughs> no, well, I'm not stoned, and it is cool to hear people's stories mm-hmm. because it's every, you know, every everybody has a story and it's interesting to hear them especially in a field where we do work so personally with people like that was the topic of our discussion last night the majority of our job is not the physical techniques you know like what you do you know your effleurage my effleurage who gives a shit it's about the it, it honestly right like who gives a shit it's about the people, right? It's about your ability to connect with people and how, you know, your energies match people. And, you know, the reason my people have stayed with me for the 10 years I've been a therapist is not because, you know, my petrissage is better than Mark's. Like, absolutely not. That's not (laughs) the reason, right? So it is cool that we get to talk to all these people because I think that we are in the business of understanding people. And like I said, this was not where I expected tonight to go. I'm going to ask Christina something that Mark's going to roll his eyes at me, but I have to. I'm fascinated by astrology. I know nothing about it, but I'm fascinated by it. Okay. Like everything about it fascinates me and people can call me naive or gullible or whatever. But anytime I talk to someone who is way into astrology and they tell me things, yeah, he's rolling his eyes and I don't care because what he thinks doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Um, But every time I talk to someone who's way into astrology and they tell me things, you know, either about my sign or my partner's sign or our relationship or anything, I'm always like, oh, this is so fascinating. So, can you give me something? I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll pay you. I'll send you. I'll send you an e-transfer. I will. You give me a mini reading right now. Tell me something about me, or ask me. I guess you have to ask me questions. <laughs> Do you know what your sun sign? Like what month and day you were born? Yes. Well, yes, I know my birthday. <laughs> I'm I'm an Aquarius. I was born February 9th. 1984. So Aquarius by nature, they already have this, like, I need to take care of humanity and my loved ones. That's why the symbol for Aquarius is the water bearer. They give like water, which is like life, you know, nurturing. Not only that, but they have this intention to also be unique and to change the world in a very drastic way, in whatever way that they are. But typically it's like they're very unique people. So there's something unique about you, but see, that's your sun sign. There's a moon, there's a Mars, Venus, Jupiter, and those each have their own zodiac. So those give you even more depth to your, like your being, basically. So cool. Mark is a Leo. Oh, okay. So Leo and Aquarius. Okay. So if you look at a, like a piece of pie, right? You know how if you cut a pie into 12 slices, there's like opposing, like contrast, basically. Yeah. So Leo, Leo and Aquarius are actually across from each other. So it's funny because you guys, you guys have differences and similarities, but they balance each other out. Yeah. I've been told that, like I said, by every person I know who's way into astrology, they've just described it almost exactly like you are. Like the first person to ever ever explain it to me said like, 
outwardly, you guys actually seem very different, which is true. Nobody would, if meeting us sometimes don't understand, like, how do you two even work as a couple? Mark never speaks. Hey. I never shut up. <laughs> like, he's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Like, we're very, very different. But she said, but your core values, inwardly, you're very similar, yeah. which, I, like I said, it, it fascinates me because we are like we actually think very much the same and it's almost terrifying yeah. sometimes how I can be thinking something and then he'll say it. And I'm like, I was just thinking that like, oh, it's insane. I've had that. I've had that before. But OK, so your sun sign is actually an outward expression, like outside how people see you, how you carry yourself inside would be moon. So that would say a lot about how you guys are internally and emotionally. And this is something that we develop from our mothers because mothers, they kind of teach us how to feel comforted or secure in the world. So that's more of an internal process. So that would tell you more about yourself internally, emotionally, intuitively, and how you would connect with, you know, your loved ones. But Venus is also the planet of attraction and love. So that would tell you a little bit more too about your love life and how you deliver or want to receive love. So it gets depth. It gets in depth. And I, when I started learning about the planets and their role in our life, that's what intrigued me to learn more about like astrology, not just the zodiacs, but like the planets, they have meaning. They're not just balls in space. Like they have like a role and it's like a spiritual, like I think it's all spiritual lessons in life and like, how to look into your energy, you know, because energy, it's not like a tangible thing, but to study this, it kind of helps us think about the abstract in a way. And that's why I enjoy it. Kind of helps me tap out of reality, but still like be here, if that makes sense, I guess. You hear the passion in her voice when she talks about yeah, this yeah. though, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, Versus yeah. the massage. Oh yeah. <laughs> Night and day. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm an old soul. And for some reason, you know, that always clicked with me. And I feel like that's one of my purposes in this lifetime is to share perhaps just that. And I don't know, for some reason, I knew I wanted to do tarot readings and astrology, but I could never figure out a way to make money off of it. When I went to massage school, that's when I, something in me switched and I was able to like attract some type of like reward or money for the work. So I was like, oh, something in, something happened. I definitely think maybe I was holding like trauma in my body or something and massage therapy kind of helped like you know, relieve something, I don't know, healed something, who knows. Amanda, do you ever look at this stuff and say to yourself, that's just all bullshit? Or do you, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious, because I, I know people that would would look at this and say, that's all bullshit, right? It's complete bullshit. And this is how I think about it. I'm like, that can't be all bullshit because that's something that I can't do. Like, I can't do that. Do you see what I'm saying? Can't do what? Like, she's doing all these readings and shit, right? And someone really like, oh, everything you're saying is bullshit. I look at it differently. I'm like, but what is she saying? Like, I would never even think about this shit. Like, I don't come up with this shit. Does are that there, make sense Are to there you? people who So when you maybe... feel like you're just called to doing something, that's when I'm like, that's probably so fucking real. Like, it's not like there's a billion of these people rocking around doing this shit, right? There's, <laughs> there's small handfuls of people that do this stuff. And on top of that, they're doing something that I have no idea what they're talking about. So... If I don't know what they're talking about, someone else doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, there's just maybe it's fucking a real thing. You already know I don't think it's bullshit. From the day we met, like, at my entire life, all of my de decisions are based on things that don't make sense. I'm not the person that sits and makes pros and cons lists. But, but I'm not why, the. <laughs> why isn't it bullshit for you? Like, I just explained kind of why it might not be bullshit for me just because I don't understand how it happens. I was getting I don't there, think, but, yeah. it, but okay, you just sorry, never sorry. let me finish. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> so the reason it's not all bullshit to me is, as I said, I don't even make like major life decisions based on logic. And it's funny because actually by nature, I'm I'm a logical person. So when it comes to, for example, conflict, if there's two people who come to me for an opinion regarding some sort of debate or conflict, all of my responses and reactions are based on very logical, rational, like I keep my emotions out of it, right? But when I'm making personal decisions, you know, like where to live, do I want to have kids? When do I want to have kids? Do I want to get married? Where do I want to work? All of these big life decisions, as Mark already knows, are based on me saying, I just have a good feeling about this. Like everything is completely me just tapping into like energy and I'm like, something is telling me this is what I need to do. Something is telling me this is where I need to be or what I need. Like, And half the time, the decisions don't make sense to the point where, for example, the first massage job I ever took, this clinic that I walked into the rent was astronomical. Like it, it shouldn't have been appealing to me, but I kept saying like, I feel like I need to work here. You see, I this feel is, like I need to be here. That's my point that you're making my point. It has to be real because I don't think like you. Like that never occurs to me. I never, I, that, I, this whole thing you just described, I never do. And I don't know how to do that. I wouldn't know how to do that. Right. That's how I know it's got to be real. Like you, like I'm this energy person and I, these things, like I get gut feelings. I'm like, I, get, I never get gut feelings. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when you're telling me I get gut feelings and, and and it's because I'm an energy person and I go with the way I feel, but they, I'm like, I don't get these gut feelings you're talking about. I know. Right? And it's, so that's how I know it's got to be fucking real because I don't get them. Thankfully, Mark has started to trust my gut a little bit more. But like, Aww. for example, we recently were trying to hire a contractor to do something and he's, you know, he's doing things the logical and rational way. He's contacting every single contractor in the vicinity of where we want the work done and, you know, finding out their quotes and their availability and da, 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 da. I talked to a handful of people and I said, I want to find out more from this guy. This guy wasn't able to get back to us for three days. And in those three days, Mark was losing his mind. He's like, can we just talk to other people? And I said, I have a feeling I need to wait to hear from this guy. Oh. Okay. So he finally backed off. He let me wait and we hear back from this guy and it wasn't the news I wanted. But that one little thing, and I know I sound like a psychopath, but it just, I mean, you might not think I sound like a psychopath, but that one no from this guy, like basically saying, no, it's not going to work out, forced me to go back down through my list. And I went and reread an email conversation from another person. Anyway, the moral of the story is of all the contractors we talked to, they were all telling us, oh, we won't be able to complete the job until like the end of July or early August or this or this or this. And I went back in my emails. I went back to this random person because I was just drawn to him. And he originally told me, oh, I won't be able to do this work until July. I went and emailed him back and I said, hey, the guy that I was holding out for, um, it's not going to work out. Like, can we talk again? Like, what are your thoughts on this? And anyway, through conversation, suddenly he was like, I can do this for you next week. And he did it. He did it under our budget. He did a great job. And like, I just said to Mark, because I kept saying to Mark, trust me this is going to work out. Trust me, this is going to work out. And he was like- Oh no, I don't get good Yeah, he was like, I think you're crazy and we should keep calling people. And I was like, stop calling people. Trust me, this is going to work out. see. That's, I would have been, um, yeah, are you going to do this or not going to do it? As soon as I hear, I don't know, I'm like, next. (laughs) I don't know, next. (laughs) I don't get this gut feeling thing. I want to get it. I don't think I'm capable. You know what? I think 
Amanda is very, the way I would say it, she's very intuitive and she kind of follows her heart sometimes. Whereas other people, they kind of just like, they have trouble between their heart and their mind. Because I don't know how to specify that, but there is a difference between like your mind and your heart. And I would say like your heart is kind of like your gut too. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I would, I would, I'm kind of more curious about like Mark. And I don't know if that's a guy thing, but some guys follow, have intuition too. So I don't know how that works, but. It's interesting. Mark's definitely more, um, I don't even know if it's that you're so logical and calculated. You, I don't think I'm logical and calculated you, either, though. When you want something done, you want it done yesterday. Yes. So you're just going to keep obsessing about it and focusing on it. Whereas I'm okay to say, like, if I just, like, take a step back. No. It's the worst I, thing you I, can I will do. see the answer. <laughs> don't I? Al- you even said to me, when, him, when we first joking. met, Christina, the worst thing for me love to this. Do. when we first thing. met, he said to me, go. Do you walk around with a horseshoe up your ass? Because everything works out for you. I'm like, everything does work out for me. Just follow me. It will work. <laughs> I, don't want a, I don't want horseshoes or anything else. Anywhere. You don't want a horseshoe up your butt? Anywhere. How about a rabbit's foot? Anything, <laughs> anywhere. You seem to listen to me. Follow me. It will work. <laughs> how did you guys meet and how long have you been together? If you don't mind me asking. We met at uh, the end of 2007 at work, but Mark was in a very, very serious relationship. So we didn't pay any attention wow. to each other until spring of 2008 when he became single. Sure. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you say. Thanks for remembering. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm old. Fuck. I don't yes. remember so anything. So we've been together like 13 years. We've been wow. married. We've been married That's for crazy. nine so yeah, we've known each other for quite some time. Honestly, I stopped remembering things in years, like from the year two thousand. Like after that, everything's a blur. When you mention a year, I don't, I have no idea. I'm a lucky girl. We met in two thousand seven. <laughs> That's my point. So if <laughs> if you say if you say like nineteen ninety seven, I'm like boom, I I got memories from nineteen ninety seven super easy, and it's there's I some, was in grade seven. There's somewhere around two thousand that everything becomes a little bit blurry. So if you say 2004, I'd be like, I don't have a reference point for 2004. You know, in 97, was Christina in, was probably one. But this is my point. Like <laughs> I had, when I was, when I was, when I was younger, my reference point for memories is, is school. Like how old was yes. I? What grade was I in? And so once I finished being a student anywhere, I have no idea. I don't have a reference point for fucking anything. So I haven't had a reference point since 1999. Like I don't, I don't. You know, you can I can't use put things it like something. you know, like our wedding, our children's <laughs> birth. It doesn't work now. My brain's too too foggy. Anyway, but. see what happens when you get old, Christy. I'm just saying. You that, see, that's that's why when you when you start talking about years and how long, I'm like, I really don't. I don't. Rem- you say 2012. I'm like, I don't even know what that feels like. 2012. We got married in. 2012. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't even know what that feels like. I got no reference point to what 2012 was. Like, I don't. I don't remember. It was where. the happiest year of your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck. I can't stop I'm laughing right now. How long was it until you guys had your first child? Uh, we got married in spring of 2012, and she was born in summer of 2014. Were you guys planning, or was it just like you know whatever happens happens? It was 100 planned. That was me. Okay. Once again, I said to him. Uh, when we got married, I said, I... He shoots his guns! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I said First to him when we got game. married... First play of the game. I want to start trying MVP. to have kids MVP. after we've been married for about a year and a half. So that would have been like fall of 2013. And as we were approaching that fall, I said to him, yeah. I would love to have like a summer baby, like a June baby. And... um 
Yeah. And like you said, we it just worked. I got pregnant. We had a July baby. Were you doing massage therapy before or after during? I feel like I'm being interviewed now. Yeah, I was a, <laughs> I was a massage therapist uh, since uh, early 2011. I have no reference to what the hell's happened in 2011. <laughs> None. No idea. <laughs> it might as well have been yesterday, 2011. Did you ever get massages during your pregnancy or after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting treatment uh, during and after. That's cool. Yeah. Um, like private practice or like an actual franchise? Oh, where I was getting treatment? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at that point, I had been a therapist. I, I was even actually working as a clinic supervisor during my pregnancy. So I had so many friends in massage therapy that I like, I literally had a massage therapist in my back pocket at all times. That's cool. Yeah. That's what I, that's great. what I love about being a therapist because you can learn things from each other, like technique. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still get massages even though you're not, not really lately. doing it? You know no. what? I'm actually, I've actually been really, I grew up really insecure about my body. So I'm not really comfortable with anyone touching me. I know that's like crazy, but yeah, I'm not comfortable with anyone touching me. But I do love massage therapy. I'm just like, uh, it's not common for me to be open to someone touching me. So, yeah. How was that for you in massage school? Well, it was very uh, tough. Very tough, but I know I needed it. I think what it was, was like, this is pretty crazy, but my mom had a really traumatic, really traumatic um, upbringing. And I, I came along when she was 15. So, I think like all the trauma she was carrying was most definitely transferred to me. So as I was born growing up, I kind of carried on, like, I suppose you could say her baggage. And I was having to figure out, like, why I felt this way, why I had suicidal thoughts for being, you know, just, you know, a lot of weird mental health things. But yeah, uh, I in community college before massage therapy, I learned that, like, the baby in the mom's belly is very sensitive to the mother's surroundings. Like, if you were to watch a, like, a drama or a show... When that baby's born, they would recognize the theme song, but they also like feel your emotions too. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're in an environment where the baby was uninvited and also unplanned for, and there's like a lot of tension, that's going to be a big deal. So that's pretty much what I had was born into. Um, but thank God, like it could have been a lot worse, but yeah, at least like I did a lot of like, I guess I was on this lifelong pursuit of like self-awareness and like making sense of reality. And hopefully like, I mean, I've been meeting interesting people at the homeless shelter. So I, f I feel like maybe some way or another I can help them. You are so fucking positive about this. Yes. Are you, are you ever negative about this? Of course. Of course I am. But over the last two years, I've been telling myself, like, you need to turn shit to gold. 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 Like, I could easily... I've been in the dumps. Like, I've been in the dumps. And I didn't like it in the dumps. So I have to keep my spirits high and, like, like sober high. Like, I, I want to smoke weed, but... I'm trying to stay sober because I want to, I want to materialize my goals. I don't want to just think about them. I want to put it in action. So I need to stay on top of my shit. Well, this is definitely an episode we're going to have to do a follow-up to at some point, because like I said, this is not exactly what I thought I was putting on my headphones for tonight, but it was really nice getting to know you and talking to you and 
like Mark said, it's just, it's fucking fascinating to talk to like all of the different types of people right? in this all industry. And we're all over the map. It's all so over the freaking map. cool. I mean, I suppose it's like this in every freaking profession, but whatever, man, don't take away my thunder. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I also want to thank you too, because like, you know, before everything was recording, I said to you, you know, are you comfortable talking about everything? Because we're going to be going down some personal paths. And you were like, yeah, like, let's, let's do it. And I think that uh, hopefully that's helpful for you too, right? To share a little bit about your why and what you're doing. And, you know, even, even the last thing when you said, got to turn shit to gold, it would be easy, I think, to just say like, fuck, man, this fucking sucks. And, and be miserable. But I, I like the fact that you've got a five-year plan, you've got some goals in place. And um, if that means that for the you know next little while, things aren't necessarily ideal, you know that you're working on turning shit to gold. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, that's pretty much it. By the way, I also like the fact that since we know we're talking to her from her car, we can hear the traffic going by every once in a while. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right on. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you for having me. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Purse.